Open our eyes, dear Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, where we see the final end of David's reign. In verses 1 to 9, we see about the gifts that were brought to the temple. Verses 1 to 5 talk about the gifts of David, and 6 to 9 talks about the gifts given by the people of Israel. David says in verse 1, "The task is great." My son Solomon the one whom God has chosen is young and inexperienced the task is great because this temple is not for man but for the Lord God David had a huge vision for the temple of the Lord he wanted the temple to reflect the greatness of God at the same time he acknowledged that Solomon was young and inexperienced it is symbolic of the fact that Jesus knows the temple that we ought to build in our lives is a great task and we are young and inexperienced that's why david goes on to say with all my resources i have provided for the temple of my god so david says that he is confident that solomon his son would build the temple using all the resources that he has provided Similarly Jesus has provided all the resources that is necessary for us to build our lives into the temple of the living God. Notice how David says the temple of my God. It shows the personal relationship that David has with God of Israel. David says in verse 2 that he has allocated all the riches that is the gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the wood as well as onyx, turquoise and stones of various colors. and all kinds of fine stone and marble all of these in large quantities apart from this he says in my devotion to the temple of my god i now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my god over and above everything i have provided for this holy temple notice david's affection was set not on his personal treasures but on the temple of the lord similarly we read in matthew chapter 6 verse 21 the lord jesus saying where your treasure is there your heart will be also where is our treasure today is it on the money that is in our banks or the property that is in our names or the security deposits or the insurances that we have or is it in the faith that we have in god David also set the example of giving over and above. He gave 3000 talents of gold and 7000 talents of refined silver. One talent of gold is 34.2 kilograms. So 3000 talents comes to 103000 kilograms. That is 103 tons. Notice how it says it was the gold of Ophir. Yesterday in the previous chapter we saw that the many references for gold refers to the purity of the gold and thereby refers to the purity and sanctity of the temple today we see a mention of the gold of ophir what does it signify the ophir gold was highly valued for its natural purity we read in isaiah chapter 13 verse 12 i will make people scarcer than pure gold more rare than the gold of ophir Such was the purity of Ophir that it was very rare. In Psalm 45:9 we read that at your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. So it refers to the nobility and in Job chapter 28 verse 16 we read that 
it cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir. That is, it is very precious. Ophir was a land of precious goods. In addition to its gold, Ophir was also known for its precious stones and almagwood, which is the red sandals or the red sandalwood, as we read in 1 Kings chapter 10 verse 11. David gathered the best of the best for the construction of the temple of the Lord. He brought materials from Ophir. Ophir's gold and fine red sandalwood were used to represent God's holiness and splendor in his temple. Because as we read in Psalm 96 verse 6, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. That is the temple. The land of Ophir comes from a man named Ophir in the Bible whom we read about in Genesis chapter 10 verses 29 and 30. He was the fifth generation from Noah. From verse 30 we come to know that Ophir was the land which is modern day India. This can also be ascertained from the fact that in 1st Kings chapter 10 verse 22 we read that for the king had at sea the ships of Tarshish and the ships of Hiram. Once every three years the ships of Tarshish came bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. The Hebrew word for peacocks is tuki which is derived from the word Tokai, that is a Tamil word which means peacock. So we understand that trade was happening even back then with places like India. Coming back to 1st Chronicles chapter 29, David asked the people, now who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? This question is ringing out not only to the Israelites but to each one of us today. The Lord is standing at the door and asking who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 we read, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. You see, God wants to reside in his temple, the temple made up of you and me. In verse 6 we read, Then the leaders of the families, the officers, the commanders and officials and everybody in charge of the king's work gave willingly. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. It is no secret that it is a joyful thing to give generously to God with a willing heart. That's why we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7, Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. In verses 10 to 12, David starts blessing the Lord before all the assembly and he says, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. He acknowledges, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness of my kingdom, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty of my army. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. In verses 10 to 20, David sings a beautiful prayer and a praise to God the Lord of Israel. 
In verse 14 he says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We need to learn this great truth. We can give nothing to the Lord to make him rich nor give anything to the Lord to make us poor. In verse 15 he says, Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. Isn't it a great thing that David understood that God uses the nobodies of the world as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27 God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus so david understood that god can use shadows of men and use them to build the majestic house for the lord then he says beautifully in verse 18 lord the god of our fathers abraham isaac and israel keep these desires and thoughts in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you david knew that the people of israel were giving willingly over and above just like how he himself did but then he also knew their hearts could turn any time just like you and me we could turn our backs on the lord any time too so it is very pertinent that we keep these desires and thoughts in our hearts and even that can be accomplished only by god so we need to earnestly pray for that and for solomon he prayed this prayer and give my son solomon the whole hearted devotion to keep your commands statutes and decrees and to do everything to build the temple for which i have provided this same prayer can be said of jesus praying for you and me to give the whole hearted devotion to keep his commands his statutes his decrees and to do everything to build the temple of our lord using all the means that jesus has provided to us verses 21 to 25 we see solomon acknowledged as king publicly and everybody pledging their submission to king solomon and the lord exalted solomon in the sight of all israel we read that solomon sat on the throne of the lord as king in place of his father david it signifies the fact that the ruling position is provided by the lord himself the throne is provided by god In Proverbs 8:15 we read by me kings reign and rulers decree justice in Romans chapter 13 verse 1 we read for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God so you see all the rulers of the earth even today are appointed by God no one is there by a mistake God knows who is ruling and who will be ruling each of the nations There is no surprise with God and we are also told in the Bible not to resist the authority of our rulers and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves so therefore we are to obey the authority of the rulers of the nations where we live in except if it goes against the will of the Lord 
because Jesus said render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the thing that are God's Peter also writes the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 13 to 17 Peter learnt it first hand because he was the disciple whom Jesus rebuked because he had drawn the sword for Jesus the disciples of Christ also followed the examples of Jesus towards the civil power they maintained an attitude of absolute submission they refused to avail themselves of the elements of fanaticism that were prevalent in the Jews in those days and instead of rebelling against the civil authorities they placed themselves under them willingly choosing to suffer and die and their sufferings did what force could never have done ever they leavened and christianized the entire world similarly we christians if we are in this world as the salt of the earth we can leaven and christianize the world through our absolute submission that's why paul writes to timothy in 1 timothy chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 i urge then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness thus the christians must not use any trick or fraud there should not be any wrongdoing among the christians nor cheat those in power or those who have employed us we are not to show fake bills we are not to show fake expenses we are not to show dishonest gains this lesson has to be learned and practiced by all christians that the godly in the land will always be found the quiet and the peaceable in the land in spite of whatever others are coming back to first chronicles chapter 29 in the last verses 26 to 30 we see the death of david he ruled over israel 40 years There were many kings who ruled for much longer periods but then he left a lasting legacy for Israel and for all believers today in that he was called the man after God's own heart may we be like David and leave a legacy just like him a man and a woman after God's own heart may God bless these words amen